0: 20th day of February 2024, live streaming on Speak Free Radio. The U.S. remarkably has changed its position on a Gaza ceasefire, which it heretofore has opposed. Now, Washington has proposed a U.N. resolution opposing Israel's planned rafa offensive. This has to be a function of massive public pressure, I can imagine. No other explanation. U.S. Yes, President Biden's administration has reportedly dropped its opposition to a humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza and proposed a U.N. resolution calling on Israel to cancel its planned military offense, even the Palestinian enclave's last refuge for displaced civilians. A draft resolution noted the planned storming of Rafah right on the border with Egypt. In fact, there's a raf on both sides of the border would harm civilians and displace more Gaza residents, potentially pushing many into Egypt. Writers reported Monday, sign a copy of the text. Well, of course, the whole idea has been to concentrate more and more Palestinians in a smaller and smaller region where you can kill them more efficiently. Meanwhile, in NATO, Russia reports, in Ukraine, Russia reports, NATO troops disguised as mercenaries control the air defenses in Ukraine. Are you surprised? The Russian military has made the accusation that NATO troops are actually manning and directly overseeing Ukraine's advanced anti-air defense systems which were provided by the West. The charge comes after weeks of the prevalent St. French mercenaries have been positioned in the city of Kharkov, which sits across from Belgrade, a Russian border area, subject to persistent border and rocket attacks. This is disgusting but utterly unsurprising. The statement was issued by a high-ranking Russian officer in a command post, Amplified by Russian state media, military personnel from NATO countries, under the guise of mercenaries, operate air defense systems, multiple launch rocket systems, and tactical missile systems in Ukraine. Colonel General Sergey Rudskoi, chief of the main operational directorate of the Russian Deputy Staff and first deputy chief of the General Staff, said in an interview, "Of course." Absolutely right. Nothing surprising there. Meanwhile, Scott Reader says Israel will be defeated because the IDF is losing control of its war in the Middle East. And, of course, Ukraine is already a lost cause. Here we go.
1: So Israel is on the assaults, on the offensive, you could say, uh, as they have been for many months now. Uh, This time targeting Rafa. So during the Super Bowl, many folks were talking about interesting X had uh, trending Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback. And at the same time, more people were tweeting about Rafa, but Mahomes was uh, trending first. So shows a little bit of a a bias there. But this has been going on an intensified bombing campaign there is talks about a ground operation of Rafa. This small village packed like uh, Palestinians are packed like sardines here because they've been displaced from every other area. Bombed all along the route to Rafa. Now being bombed in Rafa. Many have been killed. The numbers I think are an undercount, likely coming out of the pages of the New York Times. But you have William Burns and other. Uh, players in the international realm uh arab countries qatar etc trying to work out a ceasefire deal and there is none in sight not only this but you have joseph Borrell, our favorite person uh in the european union he the eu so-called foreign policy chief he has come out publicly and said netanyahu just doesn't listen anyway so he's not really going to listen so Sky, your reaction to all the, the latest updates in Gaza and the larger Middle East uh, uh, situation that is being, of course, fueled by the U.S. And, and Israel?
2: Well, I mean, wow, where to start on this one? Um, do we start with um, a four-year-old girl um, on a telephone to, uh, to the Palestinian uh, 911 um, saying that she's in a car? Uh, they'd already listened to her... Uh, 15 year old cousin, uh, phone in, uh, live and then and be murdered by the Israelis. Uh, you hear the machine gun fire, you hear the bullets hitting her body, and she's dead. So now this four year old girl calls in and, uh, and then she says, Come, somebody come and save me, somebody come and save me. Um, and, and 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 then they send two paramedics, they coordinated with the Israelis and said, We're sending two paramedics. The Israelis said, Okay, they, they did everything the Israelis asked them to do. When the paramedics arrived on the scene, they were then killed by the Israelis. Uh, their, their vehicle run over, set on fire, the bodies burned, and the four-year-old girl is dead. Um, is this where we begin, where the Israelis are using four-year-old children as live bait to lure in paramedics to murder them? It's not unique. The Israelis do this over and over again. How about the doctor who's in surgery and the Israelis, uh, an Israeli sniper shoots him while he's in surgery? How about the people trying to arrive at a hospital for medical care that are shot? The mother taking her child across the road, shot the child wounded. Uh, this happens on a daily basis. This is literal genocide being carried out by the Israelis. It's murder of the, the most egregious form. And, um, yeah. And then what we talk about, you know, Patrick Mahomes, look, I, I watched the Super Bowl. I'm not a hypocrite. I mean, I, I watched it. I wanted to watch it. I, I've been waiting for, for this sporting event. Um, But I also understood that, you know, while that was happening, what was going on in Rafah, was it done deliberately? I think so. I think the Israelis timed it uh, so that America is distracted, so that uh, the the news cycle couldn't uh, be generated, because what they did was horrible. The Israelis have been dropping leaflets on the civilian population in Gaza, telling them to go to Rafah. That's that's where they'll be safe. So about 1.6 million of the Palestinians uh, did go to Rafah. They're crammed in there. And now the Israelis start to take down the hospitals, attack the schools. And last night they bombed a mosque, a mosque, and they killed hundreds of people. I mean, they ripped their bodies apart. We're talking about women, children, uh, civilians. They dropped the bomb. They claim it was in support of an anti-terrorist operation that rescued two uh, Israeli uh, hostages. Well, let me put it this way. Uh, Delta Force and uh, SIL Team 6 are the you know, two American preeminent hostage rescue forces in the military. Um, then there's the FBI's hostage rescue team. Um, if they ran an operation where um, if they to, to rescue two hostages, they had to kill um, nearly 150 people, wound another 250 people, and kill three hostages, maybe eight hostages total. There's five that are wounded. No one would call that a success. In fact, if you put those parameters out there, if you brief those parameters saying, Mr. President, we're going to launch a a raid. When it's done, we'll have murdered 150 civilians, 200 wounded. We'll get two hostages back, but three are going to die and five more are going to be wounded, probably dead. The president would say, you're not doing the operation. It isn't going to happen. So that's a failure. The Israelis are calling this a success. It's not a success. It's murder, mass murder. Uh, The Israelis are getting away with it. Nobody's stopping them. Nobody, not the United States. The United States is the only nation that could stop them. We're not Egyptians. I mean, they're, they're talking tough. You know, we're going to rip up the Camp David Accords. We're moving 40 tanks to the border. We're moving some air defense to the border. But do you really think Egypt's going to throw away the uh, the golden egg that's been laid to them by Camp David, the, the 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 deal where for you know where their military aid and their their aid from the United States is directly linked to the aid that they give the United States gives to Israel. So Egypt isn't going to encourage the united states to stop giving aid to israel because that affects their money egypt isn't going to rip up the camp david accords because that affects their money that's their will Uh, egypt has never cared about the palestinian people one of the reasons why life in gaza sucks so bad is that egypt has been colluding with israel to seal it off and suddenly the world's saying it's up to egypt to save the day egypt's not going to save the day no one cares about the palestinian people the jordanians don't Hell. The king of Jordan was in the White House the other day, <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday, and didn't you know? I was waiting for the uh, you know the, the what's that movie um, Love Actually? You know the the big Christmas movie where Hugh Grant's the British uh, Prime Minister, yeah. and he has this uh, scene where he's doing a press conference with uh, the American <laughs> President, and he just tells him off: "You're not a friend." Boom, boom. I keep waiting for the Love Actually moment, for somebody, some world leader of stature, to sit there with Tony Blinken or the president or some American official and say, no, you suck. Uh, no, we're not doing this anymore. We're done. Um, you know, you're bad. You're not a friend. This isn't how it's going to operate. But nobody ever does it because that's Hollywood. That's fantasy. That's where people actually have a moral, you know, they have a spine and and, and, and moral courage. There's no moral leader out there. in Saudi Arabia is making noises, but they're not going to do anything. Turkey's making noises, but they're not going to do anything. Iran, they're not going to do anything. Hezbollah, they're not going to do anything. Uh, I think the Palestinian people, the only hope they have is Hamas. Hamas, continuing to resist. And by doing so, and by exposing the, the criminal nature of Israel to create a reaction, to continue this reaction around the world. Because the United States is never going to do the right thing in Palestine because of the Palestinian people. We don't care about them. We just proved it. Super Bowl Sunday. We were silent while 150 women and children were blown into tiny little pieces by the Israelis. We were silent. We didn't do anything, but we do care about the, you know, the the, 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 global South turning their back on us. This is what hurts. This is where American ambassadors are writing in saying, Hey, we're losing the world. You know, in in October we have the, you know, BRICS uh, form meeting in Kazan, in Russia, under Russian leadership. Um, and BRICS is going to start becoming, uh, first of all, they doubled in size from 5 to 10. Uh, the 10 new members are going to be there. Uh, they're going to talk about increasing their uh, expansion, but they're going to start creating institutions that um, replicate what the G7 does, what the G20 does, uh, institutions that that allow now for foreign policy and economic policy to be coordinated amongst the BRICS members. Um, BRICS is the Global South. And so as Russia starts attracting the Global South, the Global South is taking a look at the United States saying, we don't want to have any part of this anymore. You guys you guys are horrible, what you did here. That could be the impetus for the United States to do the right thing uh, and stop Israel. Look, as long as we allow Benjamin Netanyahu to stay in power, and remember, we allow this to happen, we could we could terminate him today, right now. The president could pick up the phone and say, Bibi, you're done. You can't get rid of him, a sovereign state. Well, you ain't sovereign enough because we will stop all the money. We will, you know, we will pull the plug on every deal we have. We will force AIPAC to register as a foreign agent. We will do a whole bunch of stuff that you don't want us to do, um, that none of your colleagues want us to do. If you don't step down, we can make him step down today, right now. But we don't because we don't have the go- the guts. We don't have the cojones to do that. Um, but we might once the global south says we're done. And BRICS is the leverage. BRICS is the leverage. Um, so if Hamas can continue to hold out, continue to deny Israel military victory uh, and by resisting uh, and by the world seeing the crimes of Israel against the Palestinian people become even more politically relevant. Look, the Biden doctrine. I don't know. Did you read the uh, the um, the uh, Tom Friedman piece in the New York Times about the new you know Biden doctrine? Um, oh no. It talks it talks about a new Palestinian state. You know, uh, it, we really have to fight for it. Yeah, but Tom, what? You used oh. an interesting word here. Demilitarized. How can you talk about a sovereign Palestinian state that's demilitarized? So what does demilitarized mean? It means that Hamas, who has won this great victory <laughs> by withstanding the Israeli onslaught, has to step aside.
0: Yeah. That's brilliant. I think Scott Ritter is just sensational, and thus want to share with you his reflections on the latest. Meanwhile, Russia has appropriately added Senator Lindsey Graham to its list of terrorists. A hawkish Republican called for Russia to be designated as a sponsor of terrorism last week. Republican Senator Graham, who called on the U.S. government to designate Russia a state sponsor of terrorism last week, has been added to Moscow's list of extremists and terrorists. Graham is entry number 39,067, according to the Federal Financial Monitoring Service, the Russian agency responsible for the list. He deserves it. Meanwhile, Russia, according to Station Gossip, has arrested hundreds, including a priest for honoring Alexei Navalny following his death. The Russian government... Arrested hundreds Friday who had gathered at various tributes across the country for the deceased Russian opposition leader. Here's another. Evaldi's death demonstrates selective outrage over political prisoners. As Joe Biden brags about arresting conviction and imprisoning Americans who protested his election on January 6th. His outrage over the death of a Russian political prisoner is itself an outrage. Biden wasted no time before shuffling to a White House podium Friday to denounce the sudden death of Alexei Navalny that celebrated anti-criminal Kremlin activists, while the United States is incarcerating citizens as political prisoners again and again and again. Meanwhile... Here we have antiwar.com. Israel was behind attacks on gas pipelines in Iran. The the Times, New York, report cited two unnamed Western officials and a military strategist affiliated with Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps who said the attack, which hit two pipelines in the provinces of Fars and Charamala, Bakadar, Acquired deep knowledge of Iran's energy infrastructure, Western officials said the attack was meant as a symbolic move, didn't cause much damage, but Iranians said the attack caused disruptions in at least five provinces against around, across Iran. According to the Times, energy experts estimate the sabotage knocked out about fifteen percent of Iran's daily natural gas production. Four. Israel carries out terror attack on Iran's gas pipeline and latest move to widen the war. About the same attack. That political career ends when the current war ends. So there's zero incentive for peace. Israel appeared to open a new frontier in its year-long shadow war with Iran when it carried out a major sabotage attack on two of Tehran's major natural gas pipelines. Citing Western officials, the New York Times reported Israel, of course, is known to carry out attacks inside Iran and proxies in the region, but its decision to target the major gas pipelines, which provide energy for millions, marked a significant escalation. Honestly, I think when Bush comes to shop, that Israel is not going to be happy with the outcome. Meanwhile, at iWar.com reports, the IDF allows Israeli civilians to film torture of Palestinian detainees. I gather this is an old Soviet technique. This is beyond military occupation, apartheid, economic exploitation, and all the rest, asserted one journalist. There is something extremely sickening happening here. IDF officers brought Israeli civilians into detention centers and allowed them to watch and film Palestinian prisoners being tortured. According to survivor testimony published this week by Geneva-based Euro-Mediterranean Human Rights Monitor, prisoners held at a detention center in the northern border and in southern Israel told Euro-Med Monitor Israeli soldiers had purposefully presented them before Israeli civilians falsely claiming they were fighters affiliated with the Palestinian armed factions or that they'd taken part in the October 7th attack. I'll be right back.
4: Charles de Gaulle once said, actually, it's difficult to envision in this regard any other criterion, any other standard than gold. Yes, gold, which does not change in nature, which can be made into either bars, ingots, or coins, which has no nationality, and which is considered in all places and all times the immutable and fiduciary value par excellence. So when the question is, why gold? It's simple, my friends. The answer to that question is simply, why not? Like it or not, precious metals will always be the world's reserve currency. Even though nations do not define their currency by their worth in say gold, individuals still buy gold and silver to protect themselves from inflation. The more money a nation's central bank pours into the economy, the less valuable its currency, the dollar is, which means the price of everything else rises. $21 up for a bag of dog food. Seeing that the dollar is cheap, That's why the cost of everything goes up. It's because the buying power, the value of the dollar has tanked. It's worth nothing. And the gold that your family would have owned in 1907 will buy at least the same amount of goods, if not far more. William McPhee once stated, It's extraordinary how many emotional storms one may weather in safety if one is ballasted with ever so little gold. The truth about money, gold versus cash in a crisis. Gold, a valuable thing to store. The power of gold in times of crisis Historical sketch of paper currency. Oh, and beware the ides of rare coin dealers. And Alan Greenspan's speech on gold and economic freedom. How interesting. I'm going to give you gold and silver in five easy lessons. Seeking out the most efficient and most secure route to owning gold and converting it into widely accepted currency is the next best thing to enjoying gold-backed currency, my friends. In a world of central bankers hell-bent on devaluing our savings, you need to own private gold standard. Contact me, Jeffrey Bennett at Kettle Marine Limited, by calling our phone number at 602-799-8214. That's 602-799-8214.
0: here we have Middle East Eye reporting Israel seeks to provoke Palestinians by limiting Alaska entry during Ramadan. This, of course, is the third most holy site in Islam. Prime Minister Netanyahu's decision to restrict Muslims from the sacred mosque is aimed at prolonging the conflict and changing the status quo, Palestinians say. Meanwhile, the head of the Israeli defense asserts Israel will launch an assault at Rafah uh, by Ramadan if hostages are not released. This is Benny actually it's Benny Gantz, a member of Israel's war cabinet, threatened Sunday, Israel will launch the assault if Hamas does not release the remaining Israeli hostages by Ramadan, which begins on March 10. The world must know, Hamas leaders must know. If by Ramadan our hostages are not home, the fighting will continue to the Rafa area. He told a gathering of Jewish-American organizations in Jerusalem on Sunday. Meanwhile, Netanyahu boasts, again antiwar.com, he's blocked a Palestinian state for decades. Israeli PM Benjamin Netanyahu Monday boasted he had worked for decades to block the establishment of a Palestinian state. Everyone knows that I am the one who, for decades, blocked the establishment of a Palestinian state that would endanger our existence, Yahoo said, according to the Times of Israel. He made the comments while discussing a plan to introduce legislation at the Knesset that would match a declaration made by the Israeli cabinet on Sunday that rejected international dictates related to a Palestinian state. In other words, Israel's going to do it, what it damn well wants to do, regardless of international opinion. And just as Scott Ritter observed, Net Yahoo is the key. Meanwhile, warring migrant groups, these are all Africans, are torching police cars in the Netherlands. The Associated Press reported a group of Atresia that opposed the African country's government attacked the venue where a group loyal to Atresia's government was holding a meeting. War. Well, uh, again, this is a different source. To a Police torched effect? with rival groups of migrants. A Here we have film of it. Peaceful meeting ends in violence at The Hague. Riots are up in the Netherlands as rival groups clash. Police cars torched amid skirmish between Arrishans. Yes, and there's going to be more. Meanwhile, this is fascinating. Ohio Senator Vance, who's a pretty savvy guy, again, this is station gossip, warns of an impeachment time bomb clause against Trump buried in the Ukrainian aid bill. He warned that the $95 billion aid package passed by the Senate contains an impeachment time bomb clause that would sabotage the second term of former President Trump if he wins the 2024 election. The senator from the Buckeye State issued a warning in a February 12 memo sent to Republican members of Congress, according to Vance, The clause would be triggered if Trump were to attempt to stop funding to Ukraine in its war against Russia, something the former president did during his first term. He also pointed out it dictates the same dollar amounts to Ukraine that were frozen by Trump during his term, which Democrats subsequently cited during their impeachment efforts. Yes, it's nonstop. Everything for Ukraine. Meanwhile, Kevin Barrett, Top ten reasons anti-Semite is a compliment. Ten, though it originally meant racism against Jewish Semites, the term anti-Semitism has evolved over time. The critics of certain Jewish ideologies and behaviors, many of which richly deserve criticism. Nine, anyone who deplores the genocidal massacre of more than 30,000 Gaza civilians, mostly women and children, will be called an anti-Semite. Ergo. The term anti-Semite refers to people who don't like genocidal massacres of women and children. Eight, anyone who discusses Israel's power in the United States, as Walter Mersheimer and Jane Patris and Alison Weirhab, will be called an anti-Semite. Ergo, the term anti-Semite refers to people with the courage to discuss important but taboo issues. Seven, people who investigate the ADL's power in American society will be called anti-Semites. Ergo, the term anti Semite refers to people curious about the history of America's most powerful pro censorship organization, Six People have mentioned massive Jewish over representation in Hollywood, the media, finance, politics, pornography, organized crime, Volkswagen event, wars of aggression based on lies, and other dubious areas of human endeavor are called anti Semites. Ergo, the term man, I semi-reverse to people, sentient enough to notice the all-too-obvious and brave enough to say what they see. When I was younger,
1: so much younger
5: than today, I never needed anybody's help in any way. Now, but now these days are gone and I'm not so self-assured, now change my i open up the
4: doors you are tuned in to the republic broadcasting network visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org
6: hey there are you gonna wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift
5: what in the world is an ease-off drop and lift
6: Our ease off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. Cows too. Ease off LLC 417
3: 932 6419.
1: Health Simple with Colorado Shilji. Fact bit number one What goes in must come out. Whatever we ingest, breathe in, or transfer by contact must be expelled. Expelled directly as burned calories, through perspiration, respiration, or expelled via urinary and gastric channels. Every element that is not properly used or removed by our bodies become toxins. And toxins, as we know, are causal to every disease and ailment. Toxins are what makes us subpar, unable to be at our best. Be your healthy best by cleansing your body of daily and deeply embedded toxins. Live stronger, and we hope, live longer. Shilajit, legit shilajit, that is, like Colorado shilajit is perhaps the greatest homeopathic whole-body remover of toxins made by Mother Earth. Look for the gold mountain
6: and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N
7: We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects.
6: Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org, tom at republicbroadcasting.org. I
8: look at all the lovely
5: people. I look at all the lovely people. Helena Rigby picks up the rice in the church where a wedding has been. Lives in a dream, waits at the window, wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door. Is it for all the lonely people? Where do they all come from? All the lonely people, Where
0: do they all belong? Well, it looks like there could be a Trump boomerang that could bankrupt New York City. I mean, it's violation of standard business practices by allowing a judge to intervene. When the institutions involved have made their own assessment, made their own agreement, they've all been settled, they've all been paid with interest, and they're happy, but nevertheless wind in court because a judge doesn't like it, and with a massive fine such as Trump has incurred is leading to a massive backlash. Here you have uh, uh, Kevin O'Leary going off on an epic rant against New York City. I would never invest in New York City. Wow. Significant. Kevin O'Leary just went on the most epic rant I've heard recently on Fox Business. He's a anger on his face. You don't typically th- see this man get emotional. New York Shark Tank's Kevin O'Leary condemns A.G., Letitia James, and D- Judge Arthur Erdon's corrupt and baseless ruling against Donald Trump. I would never invest in New York now, and I'm not the only one saying that. He's absolutely right. I mean, this just creates chaos. Here's another report from uh, Citizen Watch. Get out of New York before it's too late. Get out of New York. I love New York no more. I cannot stress enough that many businesses have been put on notice. Get the hell out of New York, ASAP. After Judge Engrod's ruling, even the absurd Democrat Governor Kathy Hoschel has been forced to come out because of rumblings of mass migration from New York City to Florida, where companies are welcome and there's no state income tax. There have been warnings that businesses are looking elsewhere and realizing that there's a major risk to doing business in New York State as a whole. Postul had publicly been forced to try to reassure businesses. They have nothing to worry about after the ruling, but it's not going to make any difference. Meanwhile, Trump is going to challenge the judge's definition of fraud, his lawyer's report. The lawyer representing former President Trump said his team will challenge a New York judge's decision last week targeting The judge's definition defining fraud. Last Friday, Judge Arthur Ergon ruled the former president liable for a $355 million fine and cannot operate as Trump organization in New York State for three years. Look at that. That's even more devastating than the fine itself. No wonder companies are going to get the hell out. This case raises serious legal and constitutional questions regarding fraud claims, findings, without any actual fraud. Chris Keats, the former lawyer, told Newsweek on Monday. And indeed, the, the the lawfare, using the law to conduct political business, has become so massive. I illustrate it in a piece of mine entitled The Demolition of Justice. You can find it at uh, jameshfetzer.org. Check it out. I go through Five devastating cases, three of which involved no less in our own Supreme Court. Meanwhile, a dance team for the budget-strapped New York Police Department goes viral after a cringe performance on local TV. I, I don't know what they thought they, thought they were doing. This is really hilarious. Uh, I, 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 anyone employed is permitted to join their dance team, currently composed only of women, held tryouts last month. Perhaps a, the team went on a morning show last week and performed a routine that club can't handle me. That was then almost universally panned by viewers on social media. Take, take, take a look. You'll see why. Meanwhile, the arrogant Fanny Willis what happens when she's disqualified from the trump racketeering case? And I, I tell you, what happens is the case is going to go to okay. nowhere. It's going to disappear.
5: Betty Willis is freaking out. I mean, she's freaking out unless she has absolutely no sense of right or wrong. If she's a complete and total psychopath, which I don't believe for a moment. I mean, when you think about what's happening right now, it goes beyond anything anybody could have ever even imagined seriously it 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 goes let me just get down to brass tacks if this case gets bounced and it goes to this prosecutorial authority in georgia they figure out where it goes next that means that the case is not dismissed but fanny doesn't get it anymore she's done she's through with it so it goes to another prosecutor the other prosecutor is Stuck with this dog of a case, or could theoretically drop it, which would be even funnier, or could trim it down, kind of pare down, maybe rework some some uh, uh, you know bad, unnecessary counts. It's 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 a complete piece of dog crap, is what it is.
0: That's yeah. Lionel Nation. Meanwhile, we have a uh, former Harvard professor warning Fanny Willis may have committed perjury from the epic Times. I don't doubt she has committed perjury. Retired law professor Alan Dershowitz said, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis may have lied under oath last week during hours of testimony to determine whether she would be disqualified from prosecuting the case in Georgia against former President Trump. The district attorney is prosecuting the case about uh, Trump and more than a dozen co-defendants. Allegedly, they were involved in a criminal conspiracy to change the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. What a nice illustration of the Democrats accusing their opponent of doing what they did. Willis was grilled by defense attorneys on Feb 15 regarding relationship with special counsel Nathan Wade and clean about when the relationship began. And as I reported yesterday... She falsely implied it only began after the appointment was made when it actually appears, according to testimony of a former close friend to have begun two years earlier. Here we have natural news. Mike Adams, Jeffrey Epstein suicide, likely a cover-up, internal prison file show. I think most of us have believed Epstein was sprung And he's sipping Mai Tais, maybe on his little St. James Island in the Caribbean, he may be there now. Newly uncovered internal documents from the U.S. Federal Bureau of Prisons suggest pedophile Jeffrey Epstein-Delet suicide may not have been what we were all told. No kidding. (laughs) Apparently. Prison officials colluded with one another to blame the predator financier for his own debt before an official autopsy had even been performed. In other words, suicide was more a cover story than a fact. I, the, You know, this is a story that's going to keep on giving. Meanwhile, San Francisco, always the leader in this category, has... Assigned its first non citizen to its election commission. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's going to work out well. Here's Steve Saylor talking about New York City and, and murder. It begins with a tweet from Will Stancil Stop and Frisk, which Saylor is talking about, has been cited extensively. No one has found that it much reduced crime, many found it had no effect. But in Saylor's brain, all policies succeed if they're willing to burden black people. Samuel, What what is Saylor saying? Blocking awareness of black homicide rate mean liberal gun control plans are statistically ineffective. They obsess over point-of-sale gun control, keeping rednecks from buying rifles legally, and ease up on point-of-use gun control. Seizing illegal handguns from urban. He's absolutely correct. I guarantee you 100%. The Democrats fudge all the numbers. They really don't care about handguns. Most murders are committed by gangs in big cities controlled by Democrats. The overwhelming majority. Meanwhile, ordinary citizens use guns to protect themselves from burps millions of times every year, saving an estimated 200,000 lives every year compared to perhaps. Forty or fifty thousand who die in the mostly gang violence, meanwhile, Net Zero is pulling a plug on America's electrical life support system. A new documentary explains also from natural news. I have no doubt this is correct too. Electricity is among the most essential sources of America's unparalleled prosperity and productivity. It is also its greatest vulnerability. United States have become so utterly dependent upon uninterrupted supply of affordable electricity that as our grid, our grid becomes ever more fragile, American society has become fragile along with it. This is absolutely correct. Take down the electric grid, I think 60% of American population are going to die in relatively short order. Meanwhile, 18,000 students in Canada are facing suspension if they don't update their vaccine records. In other words, if you don't get the death vax, you're going to get kicked out of college. That's a hell of a choice. Meanwhile, Biden and the mainstream media continue to promote deception about the border. The congressional GOP is in full retreat. It has no one but itself to blame. Misguided effort to advance a much ballyhooed bipartisan border deal and then kill it seems almost deliberate political malpractice. Now that GOP has lost a critical special election in New York, it's an unforced error because of its utterly unnecessary expulsion of former Rep. George Santos. Congressional Republicans are announcing the retirements, clearly planning to cash in for their prior servant, Worst of all. GOP may have given Biden an escape route on the immigration issue, the one issue where Trump has a decisive advantage in the coming election. Well, bear in mind, he's not even going to be on the ticket. But get this. Mayor Adams, migrant debt guard boondoggle, no bid bank gets 50 million, border crossers up to 10,000 apiece. I cannot believe this. It takes money to make money, the old saying goes. Apparently it takes money as much as $53 million to give money away. Earlier, the Post broke the story. Mayor Eric Adams is giving out prepaid cash cards to migrants. Usually, unusually for the mayor, Adams didn't publicize this story himself, but one misperception is that the program allows the city to give out just $50 million to migrants. No wonder... The governor's been reticent. The debt card program, you read the if you read the actual contract, has a potential to become an open-ended, multi-billion-dollar Bermuda triangle of disappearing untraceable cash used for any purpose. You give know, migrants up to $10,000 each in taxpayer money with no ID check, no restitution, and no fraud control. And it turns out he gave it to an obscure company that actually... Pockets fifty million for administering. Unbelievable. Here we have Mike Stone, very nice piece about how the role of the mainstream media is to gaslight. But having reported that yesterday, I'm gonna let it go. Super Bowl propaganda. Patriot Robert Cap's ties to Israel explained. Amid Fast-paced action that saw the Kansas City Chief won their third championship in five years, American tuning in to watch the Super Bowl, were met with a barrage of unusual propaganda. But nestled between typical ads for cars and beer with two bizarre messages, one from the foundation to combat anti-Semitism, the other from the state of Israel itself. Both were intimately related to the ongoing slaughter in Gaza, and trying to draw attention away from Israeli war crimes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Meanwhile, and, and, and again, right on target. Crash course, nine eleven, an inside job. Debunking the official story in just one hour. Mike King has put it together. You can find it. It's on Amazon.com. The terror attack of 9-11 altered the course of world history for 20 years, but who really orchestrated the event and why? This clear, concise, and compelling crash course makes much more sense than the illogical and downright goofy the Muslim did 9-11 because they hate our freedom explanation. We're expected to obediently repeat Crash Course 9-11 Inside Job on Amazon.com. I would also recommend, by the way, the book I co-edited with Mike Palachuk, America Nuked on 9-11. If you want to know the who, the how, and the why of 9-11, this book presents the answers. In 28 extensive, thorough, and detailed studies, 14 authors contribute their expertise on different aspects of 9-11 to resolve the issue decisively. 9-11 was brought to us compliments of the CIA, the neocons, the Department of Defense, and the Mossad in order to justify the transformation of U.S. foreign policy from one in which we never attacked any nation that had not attacked us first to one in which we became the greatest aggressor nation in the world, launching a series of invasions intended to take out seven governments over the next five years as Wesley Clark, Former commanding general of NATO has explained it hasn't played out that way, but not for lack of trying. America nuked on 9-11. Among the books of mine, Amazon has not banned. Meanwhile, we have a series of studies about geoengineering, part one. The real monster of man-made climate change. First of a two-part series on the elephant in the climate change room which tackles a sparsely covered and controversial issue of geoengineering and deliberate weather manipulation. In my rebuttal of Jonathan Cook's fact-bending climate crisis narrative, I speculate that if human activity is not a significant driver of climate change, it stands to reason that the proposed measures— aimed at curbing humanity's alleged contribution to this climate catastrophe will not only be futile, but will likely also be disastrous for humanity. The disastrous measures I had in mind with the agenda 2030 rationing measures aimed at severely curbing fossil fuel usage combined with unrealistic Renewable energy goals measured designed to choke economies and immiserate the bulk of humanity. That's right. And it's in two parts. We have one and two. Very, very good. Excellent indeed. Here's the second part.
3: Here comes the sun for you.
5: comes, the Here comes sun and I say, It's all right.
8: Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Food's primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking.
6: or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. Drinksupertea.com. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call one eight eight two two or visit extendovite That's X T E N D O V I T E dot com.
5: Extend your life with extendovite
0: Final stories for you. One, group sending Congress gun control, please, via AI-generated voices of the dead. As part of a campaign launched by March for Our Lives and Change the Rav, lawmakers are receiving pleas for gun control via the AI-generated voices of people killed in shootings. CNN reported that one of the AI voices is that of. Joaquin Oliver, a student killed in the February 14th, 2018 Parkland High School shooting. Now, I've received some entreaties from very sincere uh, 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 women asking me not to use a certain word that's very common in the vernacular, BS. And, you know, normally I, I would restrain. But a professor very prominent at Princeton about 30 or more years ago, published a book by that very title. It was a number one New York Times bestseller in its acceptable English to call out bullshit. I'll tell you, here's a claim. This was a senior at Parkland and died in an AR-15. I've done the Parkland thing. They were 3,500 students there, they let go early at 1 o'clock because it was Valentine's Day. Only a few dozen, including David Hogg, stayed behind. The whole thing was orchestrated months and months before in order to have an event, the one called March for Our Lives, which occurred about five weeks later. You have to submit a permit six months in advance. Well, they'd already done that. The whole thing was in the work. Nobody died at Parkland. I have done the job. If you want to read the book about it, you can find it at Amazon.com because, of course, Amazon has banned the book. If you don't want to go that far but want to learn a lot about Parkland, go to my 65 shows at jameshfetzer.org and check out where I explain that. There's a guy who runs his uh, progressive radio network, fired me for reporting on Parkland. Yeah, null, no, Gary, null. No. Who claims to be a champion of free speech fired me because I was dismembering the Parkland narrative as it was taking place. He sent me an email note saying my reports were disheartening, and I say to hell with that—they were true. I was explaining this is a scam, but it was obvious because I was, you know, broadcasting out of New York City and had a huge audience there. The powers didn't want, I don't know what kind of pressure was applied to Gary Knoll, but I have been steaming mad about it ever since. Go there, just see what Gary Knoll fired me from his show at Progressive Radio Network for dismembering the Parkland narrative. Bullshit. Meanwhile, get this, very peculiar. Fluorescent orange face tattoo under ultraviolet light in... COVID vaccinated in the eye of Horus phenomenon. Our human limbic system being altered for behavior modification. Very disturbing story by Anna Maria Michalia, MD, PhD. This follows up the eye of Horus phenomenon. I'll be right back and take your call.
9: It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.